What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. What I want you to do is give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do it for you? I am your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co-host station name, bro. Steven Sidney P. Watson, as always, and together that will make us the goddamn brothers. Now listen, people, guess what we got tonight? What we got? We got us. Slap of the top. Slap the hell out of that top. As long as this is a pilot thing, we'll just slap it. It, it the gotta top. be, man. We gotta hit him upside the head. Yeah. The reason why, why, why do we gotta slap up the top? Why? We talking about something that everybody and their mama done had. It's not a relationship. We talking about bad relationships. We talking about that sugar in the gas tank. Kick your mama down a flight of stairs. If you crazy like that type of relationship. Oh, man. Like, I, I ain't never been uh, there before. I don't know what? if you did that. But I'm All just right. saying, there's some crazy people out here. So what we're doing is we are going to dive in the subject of bad relationships, okay, people? And we want you to take the trip with us. So put your seatbelt on because it's about to get real. Slap of a topic. Slap. But before we do that, mm-hmm. before we do that, we got to get into a little bit of something we call Town Hall Business. Mississippi people, what's up, man? As always, shout out our brothers in the, the Brothers Hub, actually. Uh, shout out to young boy Ryan Watkins for at my mama's table. He just celebrated his birthday. Right. So happy birthday, young bro. Happy birthday. Shout out to, as always, to our brother Reggie Price, who I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Shout out to our good friends in the, in the, pot, in the radio game, our friend Miss Sky Miller. Going on. sharing our stuff. Shout out to you. Also, shout out as always to our viewers. Of course, our number one fan, Keisha Hudson, tuning in. Shout out to her. And of course, shout out to everybody who's always tuning in every week, watching the replays, watching the encores, yes, audio, yes, visual, yes, other content we have on the page. Read our content on the page. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Please always support the buzz, like I said. Always. Thank you for y'all donations. Please donate, donate, donate. Without y'all, we wouldn't have gotten this stuff. So we appreciate y'all doing that. I got a couple of shout outs that I got to give. Shout out to all the brothers affiliates. Who is that? Let's start with W-I-A-N in Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee. Did I say Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee, where you can find the brothers syndicated on W-I-A-N radio. Shout out to UBN, where you can catch the brothers. You can catch Real Talk with Dante Chase Bridges that we did. My boy, Steven City P. Go and look at that catalog. Also, shout out to Scene Chicago, where you can catch the brothers podcast on. Also, shout out to iHeartRadio. Shout out to iTunes Radio. And shout out to I, him, and everybody that makes the brothers possible. We ain't nothing but a Google away, y'all. And you believe that. Matter of fact, go Google us right now. Get caught up on all the old content. We've been doing this for over a year now. Over a year. We getting closer to the two-year mark on this, actually. It's amazing. A lot of running our mouths on this one. Yes, sir. Yes, 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 yes. City P, you got anything else, man? I think we're done with the town hall business, so we go into some other form of business that we call what's really good what's out good here. What's good out here? What is good? We'll so, talk your talk. Bro. Well, so there's a little bit of a story that's kind of going on in the sports world about, of course, LeBron James. Right, right. Because LeBron James has to, like, you know, be the center of attention sometimes. But this one we can't really fault him for. So it's come under question about LeBron James' celebratory actions at his son's most recent AAU game. Mm-hmm. And people call him a little bit excessive, he's being a little bit annoying, and so on and so forth. And 
me being a guy who's been critical of LeBron James in the past, I'm gonna give him a. I'm definitely have to give him a free pass on this one. I gotta give him a free pass. Look, man, I if, you are, if you are a dad and yeah. you at your son's AAU little league when mm-hmm. he dunked the ball in the backyard, get off the brother ass. Okay. Might as well. Now the brother, the boy out there having a good time with his son, mm-hmm. enjoying life, enjoying the game, contributing probably the main benefactor in getting that AAU team going. Right. I understand that, but see, and then the thing is, it's like I think some people are mad because all oh, they did, he did a pregame dunk too, made it about him. He's there for his son. Yes, yes. They got nothing to do with him, it has to do with his son, man. Look, man, get all that stuff they talking about LeBron James. Focus on the fact he's a good father and son. And speaking of which, stop this bullshit negative stereotype that black fathers can't be around their kids. <laughs> Damn, that's that's that's, that's kind of what it's leading to. That's is like the, the assessment that a black father can't be around for his children, like they've never seen that before. Just stupid. Mm-hmm. But next, we also I'm proud. I'm so proud of this because remember when we went we went nuts over Black Panther, right? And we looked with T'Challa and all Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa. Sure did. Well, we now know we have confirmed that Marcelli Ali. He's joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, this time as Blade. Blade is back. You remember Blade? Man, Blade was like the first Marvel movie I've ever seen. I, I remember Blade, you know. Blade. Fucked up haircut. I remember all that. Hey, but that shit, I'm gonna fuck with your ass, though. Yeah. Okay. But unfortunately, <laughs> as always, we can't just embrace everything in the black community as a whole. Because Marcelli Ali is coming under criticism for the fact that they don't think he's qualified. Right, 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 right. Because they feel like he maybe he's too, sometimes he's too old, or he doesn't know martial arts. Why the hell they cast him? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you know what? I'm not exactly too pressed about Marvel slash Disney's approaches when it comes to uh, hiring people who are actors. Because come on, what's his name got hired as uh, Killmonger? Oh, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. And he used to play the motherfucking Human Torch in the old Fantastic That's true, that's true, so, that's true. What do you think? You don't think Marcelli Ali is good? No, I think he's going to do a good job. I think y'all need to uh, go and get some business, maybe two businesses, uh, three businesses, so you can give a fuck about your business and cool out on the fact that Marshallah Ali going to play. Wesley Snipes is 89 years old. People, These people are old. Dodge Texas. <laughs> we was telling you, they got arthritis. Mm-hmm. They, they they karate ain't hitting no motors. Brother got arthritis in his ankle. He ain't going to be able to kick them. them they walk. Bruh, let him go. Okay? Oh, he got two Oscars, don't he? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that shit, man. Yes, yes. Well, big ups to you, Marshall. Do your thing. Although that, uh... What was that? Moonlight, Twilight, Moonlight. What? That was some bullshit. What? Now, it's, it's not because it was, you know, but you could have told people that the movie was going to take that turn. That's all I got to say about it. I'm going to show you that I haven't seen it. You could have, t- no, you're good. Okay. You could have told people the movie was going to take that turn on the preview. Okay, all right, all right, all right. People brought they, they, they dates okay. today, man. He's, he's, My mama came. All right, he's, 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 he's church, y'all know what I'm talking about. Church about this. All right. Now, you got anything else to say about this? I'm good. Let's go ahead. What's going on with me? Yeah, like you're you're projecting a little bit. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you all right? But you know what I want to project on? I want to project on this slapper of a topic that we got popping off tonight. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick 15 seconds 
we want to just give a couple of shout outs let y'all know tune in because we about to get into this topic so shout out to a couple of entrepreneurs shout out to troy Pryor, yes. who has creative cypher i want y'all to check him out he's doing big things one of the co-chairs of the Cannes Film Festival. One of my bros I went to high school with, okay? So That's shout out to about. Troy Pryor, man. Keep doing your thing, man. All right. Also, you know Shout out Troy Simpson. Two Troys. A uh, man who's known as Nebula 5. I just posted a footworking video that he did. That's just a many, that's just one of many, many videos he has of content. He's a producer, a dancer, a videographer. He's for hire. You should follow his Twitter, Nebula 5 on Twitter. Shout out his Instagram. Look him up on our Facebook, on our Facebook page on the brothers. He got that link on there. I'll direct directly to this page. You can hire him right. for some work. So as we let go of that segment. Let's get into something else that we gotta let go of. I'm telling you, I get paid to do this. Let's go into a topic that I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been waiting here today. The topic that we talking about, bro, we talking about a topic that affects us all. And that can be as extreme as somebody putting some sugar in your gas tank, or it can be as melodramatic as a Drake video. But whatever your level is, I am 100% sure that we have all been through this situation. Oh, yeah. Today, what we are talking about is letting go of a bad relationship. Now, I'm 100% sure that if you live in life, you're going to go through a bad relationship. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, the bad relationship builds character. You know what the old people say. They say you can't be a player unless you've been played before. So in order to get to that player status, you had to go through a set of breakups and, and, and makeups, but a lot of breakups. But what we want to do today is we want to focus on a couple of questions because on the brother's show, we like to build, okay? So we want to give y'all some insight yeah. into this breakup game, man. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask a couple of questions, man. What's up? What's up? Now, first, I'm going to give a question to the, to the audience out here. I want to ask y'all... What do y'all truly think a breakup is? What really constitutes a breakup? Now, if you got some answers, I want y'all to send them messages right there. We gonna read them, we gonna shout you out. But what I wanna do, I wanna sling it over to my brother, Steven City P, right? Okay. And I wanna ask you that question. What do you think constitutes a bad breakup? I think what constitutes is a bad breakup is a very, very much so a failure in communication a failure of attraction, a failure of interactions, right. a failure of almost every damn thing aspect you need to keep a relationship going. And not only that, when you know it's going bad, it's the long lingering effect of knowing that you're about to break up with a skin like stall. Like you no longer love or like that person. You didn't know kind of resenting that person to the point of hating that person. Sound like being stuck in quicksand and can't get a, your foot out. Right, it's, it's like you really in. can't go. Like. You gotta, you know that string's gotta get cut, but you really stringing it along to cut it. Right, 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 right. And that's really a rough, rough, rough path to go. Just trust me, that shit is ugly. It gets real ugly, real bad. It does. But when you say going through a bad breakup or a bad relationship, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say that can be a good thing sometimes? Like, because I know the relationships that I've been through, even though they was terrible, some was hard, some was, was heartbreaking. Yeah. I felt in the end that they kind of built the person that I am today. They built. I wouldn't be on a trajectory that I'm on right now 
if I didn't go through those bad relationships and bad breakups, man. So tell us a little bit more about that question, man. And so you're saying that you feel like when you go had your bad breakups that you you became a better person. But right. was there also some things that you took back that weren't so great? Like, okay, for instance, here's one. You can have a bad breakup. Let's see if I'm a man and I break up with my woman because she did something that was untrustworthy. Well, now I have a resentment towards women. I don't trust them. That happens all the time. That happens all the time. That's the, one of the most basic flaws now that comes with relationships. You just can't trust the woman you're with. Now, I'm, I, I actually say this. I believe that 75% of the trauma of the things that we hold on to uh, our problems, our psychosis, our idiocracies. I believe 75% of it, we pick that up from a relationship. I believe when you go through a bad relationship, if you don't know how to process and then delete what's happened, I believe you hold on to a lot of that shit. And it just translates into the next relationship, into the next relationship, and to the point that you get so fed up that you're tired of yourself because you know this person gonna leave you like the rest of them did, man. So, go back to that question, man. I really feel a bad relationship can be one of them eye-opening situations, man. So, you say you feel that way or you don't feel that way? I feel that way. I understand that people might say it's an eye-opening experience, but like I said, you also take it back to a lot of character flaws. Because not only are you losing, like I said, like I said you just lose some trust in your partner, the person that you're with now. And can you turn that up a little bit for me? For a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. So yeah. I got to leave. Yeah, yeah. you want we, we, I want the people to yeah, understand what I'm saying don't. from. I got to let it hear. Because the thing is, is that a lot of the, this, uh, you lose the trust of the person. You also lose the attractability to stay with one person at a time. You also, you're losing a lot of things. Like, for instance, okay, I'm going to tell myself a little bit. while back, I was in a bad breakup. Don't do that shit no more, man. They can hear me. Yeah, I don't hear me. All right. We was in a bad breakup. And it got to a point where it's like, I really, I didn't want to have sex no more. Okay. Why you didn't want to have sex no Cause more? Because sometimes, you know, when sex pretty much predominates your relationship now, it's almost like it loses its luster. It loses its fantasy. It loses everything. You just don't care no more about it. Men, let's be, here's a little stereotype that people don't believe. Men can sometimes get turned off of sex. Most definitely. We can get tired of it. Most definitely. We don't want to deal with it half the time. Most definitely. Sometimes we just look at it like, this is a chore, this is work. Mm-hmm. It, like, trust me, women think like, oh, men think about sex every day, every That's hour, every true. minute, of the, like every second. No, it's not true. Mm-hmm. We get tired of it too. We get tired of having it sometimes. Right. So, and then... That whole narrative can turn you off from that. A bad relationship can really just cause you to lose interest, lose interest in it, ever having a relationship, okay. or where the concept of love even exists. You don't care about none of that. You know what I think a bad relationship truly is. Okay. I think a bad relationship is when you go through a relationship and you don't get the jewels that you were supposed to learn. Now, so there, the, there the reason why I say that is because I honestly don't believe in good or bad. I believe in karma. Mm-hmm. I believe in karmic debt, and I believe that the energy that you put out is the energy that you're inevitably going to get. And if you uh, believe in the esoteric, you know that not only are you paying for your karma, but you're paying for that other dude that messed up behind you. So a lot of this stuff is just karmic debt. And, and one of the reasons, one of the ways that I feel that you cannot have a good relationship, even if it's tumultuous, is if you don't realize that 
understand that that bad relationship is a jewel for you to see who you truly are because relationships are mirrors of your own insecurity. So the bad relationship you really having is the feedback that your partner is giving you that's the mirror that's showing you exactly who you truly are now if you want to not deal with it and run away from it you can do it and jump into another relationship or you can deal with it and then it wouldn't be a bad relationship it could be the greatest gift of your life let me go ahead and come expand on that one comment you made is that sometimes men can be in a bad relationship because they have to pay for the karmic debt of the last name Right. Which I think, yeah, it, I get that, but it's also kind of bullshit in a way. The reason why I say it's kind of bullshit is not because of it's actually true or not, it's true, but the problem is that why should that even be a thing? Because there's some problem is, and this is the rough part that people need to understand, is that why is it that women just at some point take responsibility and acknowledge the fact that, you know, they have a horrible choice in men? Oh, okay. Why can't they just accept the reality that they don't make great decisions on who they date? Let me ask you a question. What's up? Because you call the whole karma thing bullshit. I didn't call the whole karma thing bullshit. <laughs> Did you not just call karma bullshit? I didn't say no. I said this truth. That is the truth. But I'm also going to have to call bullshit on the on this idea. Right. On the ideology. I didn't call it karma was bullshit. Though. Okay. We'll, we'll state what you said again. I said I said the idea. I said the concept is right. Okay. But the ideology of you have to pay for the sins of the past niggas is bullshit. No, I didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's I didn't like that because I feel like that should be an unnecessary thing if a woman actually took the time to get over it. Now, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being a woman bash or I'm being bitter or nothing or anything like that. We got to throw those disclaimers out there because it's always going to be a woman that's going to assume that. Okay. But at the same time, it's got to be a level of, look, honey... You did this to yourself. Nobody else really to blame but you. Fool me once, shame on you. You did me wrong. Okay. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three, four, five times. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what? Honestly, I really think that's coming from a person that is not, I'm going to say the big word, and I'm going to say what it means, a uh, self-actualized person. Now, what self-actualized basically means is somebody don't know who the hell they are. Uh, one of the things that you said about, you know... Who you told the guy or the girl? Whoever you are. Okay. Who, whatever recipient, whatever the victim or the the predator that you are in, the, whatever balance you're playing in that relationship, it, a hit dog will holler. So mm-hmm. whoever hollered, that's who you are. Uh, basically, just going back to what you're saying. So when you talk about karma and you thinking it's bullshit because... And, I, and I'm just going to... Because I, cause I understand what you're saying. You think it's bullshit because at a certain point you feel that karma is an excuse. Because, you know, this is not karma that you keep on getting with the same dudes that's treating you the same way that has caused you to have another baby father, okay? Right. It's not karma because you keep on going to the club and looking for your Mr. Right, and the only thing it is is Mr. Right now. It's a repetitive action. That's, over and yeah, over that's, and over. That, that's a cyclical cycle. It's a cyclical cycle. Cycle, cyclical, okay? But here's the thing about that whole situation. When you're dealing with karma and the thing about a bad relationship, just going back to it, if you don't understand how karma plays into your life and your bad relationships, then that's like you trying to get into the game without warming up after halftime. Okay, you're jumping in the game and saying, damn this shit that y'all down by 55 points. Why y'all ain't winning? But you haven't looked at anything that happened in the first quarter, in the second quarter. And karma acts, if you understand what karma is, the 10 laws of karma, 
karma will let you know what has happened in your first and second quarter. And so instead of jumping in the game during halftime, what you need to be thinking to yourself is, okay, what if I, if you can't even get into what happened behind before you, mm-hmm. get into what did you do when you first started? Start on the first quarter of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Then get into it. One thing you could tell yourself is, okay, if I know that a relationship is a mirror and I'm only reflecting what somebody is showing me, then what is this person showing me? Okay? If I'm about to be with another baby father because I'm pregnant and he doesn't want to commit, what is his action showing me about myself? Okay? And that's what I feel like. If you don't understand that concept, then every relationship you get into is going to be a bad relationship. Well, see, ah, got to push back on that a little bit because... I understand that you got to look past, look back at your past for a second, which is, boy, who you're saying is, who are you asking to hold accountable? Whoever the person was involved, is there a specific gender? You can only, and I'm not talking about a specific gender, okay. you can only hold yourself accountable. Okay. No matter if that person has wronged you, you can only hold yourself accountable. Because, this is why I say this, the theory that I'm talking about when I talk about you are a reflection of the people that you bring inside of yourself. Your body, your mind, your spirit is trying to show you something. It's trying to show you what bad you have inside of yourself, i.e. bad relationships, so that you can get to your higher purpose, which is just growth, so you can reach your highest potential. It don't matter if you was a man or a woman. What you have done in your past is the reason why you're going through bullshit now. Now, if you are not being sexually pleased, then you might want to look back at the fact that you was 18 years old and you couldn't stop going to Pornhub. Everything is a karmic debt. Karmic debt of going to Pornhub every single day since you was 18 years old is that you're going to be desensitized when you get into a relationship with somebody you love. What's up? Ah, I don't like this, though. What is this? That's your karma debt. Exactly. So you have to go back and realize what is this showing me about myself? Damn processing. Well, see, all right, I understand what you're saying, but there's two sides of this. And that is, like I said for earlier, gender. The reason why I said gender is because it's obvious that one side is more capable or more culpable to taking the brunt of the punishment, more in, more capable of atoning for that shit than the other side is. Okay. Or being holding themselves accountable. So, like, let's be honest. A wise man, one of my own brothers in the hub, Reggie Price, once said to me, which has actually made a lot of sense, is that men can simply just hold L's easier than women. Just true. We can just hold L's a lot easier. A woman cannot hold an L of accountability as good as a man can. I'm just going to be real about it. Because there's always an ideology of they have to be one. They're so emotionally charged about the situation that being they break up, they refuse to ever take any level of accountability. It's like, look, you broke up with me. It's your fault. But they never look back at the fact and say, just, hey, maybe I this was my fault and some of the things happening was because of me. Maybe I was a little bit too careless with my mouth. Maybe it's because I was too reckless with my attitude towards them. Maybe I didn't address things when I wanted to address them. But no one, they don't say that. They don't think about it that way. Most women don't think about it that way. I have to say right, most right. of this seems to be more common. Mm-hmm. But most women don't think it that way because it's always about, I can't, there's always a level. Matter of fact, there's always a level 
of women, even though they do want to try to take some accountability for themselves, they always have to find a way to say there's something about what the man did is his fault. You know what? I don't think one of the reasons why women don't really learn from bad relationships and kind of going off something you said, Mm -hmm. I think that women have been uh, basically conditioned to not have accountability be the first thing that they have to go through in life. Yeah. I believe that a man by default has to become accountable. If you don't, if you have a child, you're going to pay for it or you're going to go to jail. If you're in a situation with you, with your lady in a domestic violence thing, uh, kick off, no matter if you were the aggressor or not, you're going to go to jail. Yeah. So I believe that a man was built in with just this default sense of accountability. Now, a bad relationship I like I said, I really think more women go through bad relationships than dudes do. Yeah. And the reason why is because if you're not conditioned to understand accountability, then you're not conditioned to go back into that relationship and realize where you fucked up at. Well, it's easier for men to not, to not be in as many bad relationships as women are. It's because, and this is something that we need, as men need to be ourselves accountable for. We don't take relationships seriously at times. You know what? I got to disagree with you on that. And the reason you why I do... No, and, and I said sometimes. I didn't say all the time. I said sometimes. I know you said sometimes. But what I go back and I kind of draw from my personals. When I was a younger dude, first getting into a relationship game, 14, 15 years old, I remember being the sweetest little dude in the entire world. Okay? I remember, you know, wanting to give gifts and wanted to call and wanted to be there and wanted to hold hands. I remember wanting to do all that. And I was at the stage where my testosterone was through the roof. So it wasn't, you know, I was young and dumb. But I also remember going through a phase where the feedback I got from a lady was, you are acting like a bitch. Okay? And I, I, I don't think that females know how much those words when men are young and men's minds are being molded into the man that you call dogs when they get older. I don't really think that y'all accountable for the fact of what y'all do in those early stages. So I feel that the man, if he doesn't go, if he doesn't hit that woman that's that man eater, that woman that's going to use her mouth and her ways as reckless as she can because you know women mature quicker than men and them women that was 16 17 was going out 25 year olds hence the r kelly case you know the niggas that picked you up in high school came mm-hmm. in with a, a goddamn chevy suburban oh, and we shit. 15 years old that wasn't your uncle no that wasn't your big cousin either no so i just feel that uh men or I almost lost my train of thought. Boy, you ass went to a whole other tangent on that one. I was like, oh, into this room. Almost lost my train of thought with that. Whew. But I, I just feel uh, men have became, they would have been better if they wouldn't have ran into that woman. And I believe that it sidetracked us from my true destiny of just being accountable, being a person that would go through heartbreak because we would have been more vulnerable. But I believe that that unactualized woman kind of severed that when we so were you're saying just getting our feet off. So you're ground. saying basically, as men, we have to we wouldn't have this issues with bad relationships if we just didn't interact with women at that at a certain point. I believe that most men would be different men than they are, and what I mean by that is the man that you're supposed to be for the rest of your life. Because you, as a kid, you know who you are. Once you get older and people start beating the insecurity into you, you become other people's to adapt to your surroundings. So if we would have knew who we were 
we probably would be vulnerable enough to go through bad relationships and get to that pot of gold quicker. Well, that's more of a nur- coping mechanism. Well, I gotta say that's more of a nurture. That's you also can deal with that from nurturing tactics because you know you can grow up with insecurities. It doesn't have to be from the outside sources. It's in your own family. You can. Let me let, well, let me ask you a question. Okay. How did you know that you were stupid? I'm not saying you, but I'm saying how did you first realize that you were stupid? I never realized I was stupid. I just said I'm not talking about you. I don't know. People, saying. how do a person realize they're stupid? I'm assuming you're saying in the, outside, like in a classroom. By somebody calling them stupid. Mm-hmm. By somebody saying something to them. Damn, you dumb as hell. How did somebody first realize they was fat? Not by somebody saying, oh, you so nice and handsome. By somebody saying, hey, you fat as hell, nigga. Oh, I man, hold on. Let's not, let's not pretend you didn't grow up with your mama tell Bring your little stupid ass over here. And that's the other thing. It's bad relationships. They ain't got to be just about the girlfriend. It could be about your your mother and your father. Matter of fact, you want to talk about karma. All that stuff that you went through as a young boy is one of the reasons why you can't get along with women right now. Because you're not looking at your karma and you don't realize that the reason why you don't get along with them is because you probably hate your mama and what she did to you. So you hate all women that you see. That's when you learn from karma. There's a hidden direction where this is going to. Nah. There is a hidden direction here. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead, continue. No, I ain't, I ain't got no way to, I ain't, uh, ain't got to continue. No, nah, well, I guess I'll just tell you the hidden direction because that will lead you to the idea of where a lot of women say that men ain't shit and who raising these niggas. Well, you. You're raising <laughs> them. So, yeah, again, accountability. Mm-hmm. And so, there's ways to there's ways to fix that. And see, the thing is about what accountability is that as women, you have to understand. Like even we talk about this situation with the finding bad reasons to break up. We talked about the friend zone before in the past. We talked about all every other way, which way the word for y'all women. Oh, listen, women have more of an abundance of offers almost on a regular basis, so it's easier for them to just shoot somebody down. But there's also a level of accountability you have to take when it happens to you. So I, in a way, I kind of get how women can't handle rejection too much. Often they just barely happens to them. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough experience in it. So there's kind of like, oh, uh, like we're we're kind of bred and conditioned to kind of take it, just say like, take it on the chin to move on. Right, right. Women, women don't aren't they aren't built that way. We're all they're always offered and presented. Like I, for real, I am insisted that there's not a time in the world where a woman goes through at least five times and they five times plus of the day when they're not offered dick. Okay. I'm believing they're offered dick on a regular basis at least five plus times a day by somebody <laughs> that probably ain't the one they dating or they fucking with. It's always that offer. So you know, I, I hear that and I, and I get that and it's kind of true and kind of not true, but well, it's not true. See, th- this is the thing. Okay. And I, I want to know if some men feel this way. I used to say this because it's absolutely true. I've gone through them same type of problems. Uh, you know, where how you say how you just kind of stereotype what the problems that the women go through. Women in your inboxes all the time, getting thrown stuff. I've been through those type of problems. And I don't really think that's just designated just for women. What I think it is, it's a taboo culture about it. It's a taboo culture in the sense of 
A woman is supposed to be the receiver, not only the receiver in sex, but the receiver of compliments, receiver of gifts, receiver of attention. But a lot of times it's a taboo underground that women are the only ones that, you know, receive. Okay, I didn't say that women are the only ones that receive. What I'm saying is that women are the ones who get it more often. Let's be realistic here. Men aren't getting offers like that for women like that. That gets I, not not no not as much as a hey, woman. Speak for yourself. Not no. Even not even yourself. I'm going to contest that too. Not as much as a woman. A woman can get probably double the amount of requests you get. Okay. I'm be real. With you. Sorry. <laughs> if you they getting dick pics regularly. Okay. From the grimiest of niggas imaginable. Because listen, I was always wise man once says if you got a titty in the ass, somebody out there want to fuck you. I guess I'm speaking for my five percenters out there. Okay. If y'all know what I'm talking about. Right. So, but let but let's get back on topic, man. So when do you feel that men and women actually become accountable? Because I don't think that they become accountable. They at some point do and don't. And like I just explained for women, it's not as easier for them to hold themselves accountable because they've never really experienced the part of when they have to break up or what the rejection part. It's mm-hmm. never been about them. It's always usually them having to pull the trigger. You see it in the media. You see it in the music. They Everywhere, there's always an empowerment of women saying, favorite verses out there. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Okay. You hear that word on the radio all the time. And that's all right, right there. I don't have to hold myself accountable to you. Fuck you. Bye. Go on about your day. And let's be realistic. Women are not accustomed to that. Because God forbid, if a man ever told you, yo, I'm done with you, we're breaking up, guess how you're at? Guess how they're at? They wouldn't know what to fucking do with themselves. I'm I'm just not wanting to walk down this step where we call the stereotype of women. I feel that most not women... Not stereotype of women. This, this is a stereotype because most women get away with the fact that they fall under that... You know, I real ass give a F out of dude. They the ones that can't go through this. When most of the women that I've came in contact with, whether it be uh, just plutonic or in a relationship or whatever, has been through that and more. Now, I don't really believe that it's a sense of man and woman who going to get rejected the more. I believe it's a sense of who has the higher value at a certain point. A 15, 16-year-old girl that looked bad than a mother that was in high school had low value to a dude that was 25 and owned his own company. So she got played. When she became higher in value when she was 18 years old and went to uh, University of Iowa or somewhere and she met another freshman and he had low value, he got played. So I don't really necessarily think it's just men and women. I believe whoever got the higher value is the one that's less likely to get played. Okay, well then, then ask yourself this question. In our societal terms, who has more value right now, the man or the woman? It just depends. Context. You got to speak in context. Okay, right now in the black community, who has more value, man or woman? Woman, definitely. There you go. See, and that will, and that will continue with my point when I'm saying this. Is that because there's more value, there's more reason for them to say, we're not going to be subjected to this type of embarrassment. Okay. Is this type of abuse right. or this type of rejection? That's not something that worry about that black women have to worry about often in the black community. It's just something that they're not. It's not. I just don't believe. No, 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 I don't mean I don't believe. I know this. Okay. I know this. This is just not something that black women are accustomed to in the black community. So when it hits them straight on, when it hits them forward, they're in a way reaction term where it's just kind of like. Telling a kid you can't have no, you can't have no ice cream. They throw a hissy fit. Okay. Except this is a much more adult 
possibly more violent version. <laughs> because it can get really violent real fast. I want to know what the women out there, any ladies mm-hmm. out there that is, you know, experience what we're talking about, mm-hmm. what do you feel about this part? You know, yeah. is it that you just can't go through it because you ain't been through it, you're not accustomed to it, it, it'll knock you off your square too quickly? Yeah. Tell us about how you feel about the situation. Anybody, everybody, only body, one body. Because the thing is about with men also is that, you know what, it takes a lot of rejection to get to us, but it does eventually get to us. Okay. It will kill your self-esteem. It kills our self-esteem like a motherfucker. It renders us sometimes wanting to question ourselves. You said it yourself before. You couldn't one time, you couldn't trust a man that doesn't know how to talk to a woman. Mm-hmm. So if you end up getting, at least that means, you know, there's some offers they have to reciprocate they have to be willing to accept. So if you can't talk to a woman and that kills your self-esteem, you wouldn't be able to trust that man too much, would you? That right. was part of the reason why I said that. I understand what yeah, part of the yeah. reason, but you yes. do uh, on that that energy, that energy of yo, you can't seal this deal. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know if I'd be able to like you know rock with that. You wouldn't be able to fit in my circle a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that kills a man's self esteem because unfortunately we've been subjected to this part of society where it has to do with sexual conquests, mm-hmm. and when you don't get enough, you kind of look down on. Now the reason why I want to just clarify what I did because we got people that got my best interest at heart looking at this, so I want to clarify what he said that I said. Okay. So basically, what I was talking about was more of when you're in a you damn right when you <laughs> when you're in a situation if you're about to do business with a man mm-hmm. and you can't trust the fact that he will talk to a woman like just walk up from a bar then you might not want to do business. And basically what that means is when you walk up to somebody that you don't know, you're basically a seller. You're trying to sell yourself. You're trying to sell that you are high value. So if you can't do that in a situation where you're talking to a woman, then how do I expect you to be a part of my business that's going to make it grow by selling my business? So I can't trust that you have that heart, that cutthroat, that go and get it type of attitude to make this business flourish. So that's what that meant. I just want to clarify that. You try to clarify that way. The point I try to make is, is that, in, in essence, well, if you think about it, relationships is more about a business anyway than anything else in the world. You have to broker a deal. It's like how you broker a deal. You have to, first of all, evaluate the asset you're trying to acquire, mm-hmm. which is dates. You didn't assess the value of it, which means how you feel about them. Right. And then you decide at what level do you want to make a commitment to this, like an investment into it. When you start spending money on dates, going out to dinner, go out to dance and buy them clothes, take them out to a movie, so on and so forth, casual events out there. And then you're putting more money into it and more time and more energy into it and you're trying to see your investment grow to something to say I could be proud of this investment which you have even show them off to your friends your family so mm-hmm. on and so forth um, and then you get to a point where you decide you want to you know what I want to buy this outright and I want to make it a complete investment in this, com- in this company or this asset in other words marriage right so then you decide you want to make a marriage. But now the interesting part, uh, and then we get to the interesting part of, does this investment have long-term effect for the rest of my life? In other words, do I love this one for enough? Okay. And they, I just kind of broke down love, the, the whole concept of dating into a relationship as a business form. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
the point is is that men have to be able to make these investments with the hindsight of this might be something that I have to invest in long term if I want to keep this and the idea if I want to keep this. So yeah, we have a tendency to kind of, you know, bounce around, trying to keep our options open as far as other investments was concerned. It's an ugly process. We can't be do it. We can't quell it as men. This is what we do. But the issue is that if you want to have a long-term investment with somebody on a long-term commitment, you have to be able to sell. You have to be able to sell yourself. You have to be able to commit. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. We put a lot of money and investment to a lot of things and we end up losing money for nothing. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, women don't lose a lot of their money for shit. We end up losing all our money for everything. That's, and let's be realistic about that. And when I say money, that consists of our time and our mm -hmm. energy. We just have to give up more in a relationship. So let me ask this one more time, man. So when do you think that a man and a woman at times in their relationships or at time in their life are accountable? Like what points? Like do a man become accountable at first or do a woman become accountable? Who becomes accountable? It would, I think honestly it, the man would have to be accountable first because it's going to take a lot longer for a woman to be accountable. Okay. I just don't have that residual effect of having to be taken accountability. It's not something that's not a burden to them. Especially in our communities, it's not a burden to them. Mm -hmm. Accountability has never been a burden because they work out. I've, I had an argument with a, with a couple guys in the spread about it when they brought up the fact that what happened with Dwayne Wade was an example of Dwayne Wade and his wife, Gabrielle Union, and his baby mama of his two sons, or two or three sons. And I asked them, I told them, do you see how quickly? that he moved on and replaced her. And he came and told me, there was one guy came to me, no woman can be replaced. Okay. I said, to what extent are you mean by that? You tell me a woman that's the mother of my child can be replaced, uh, a woman that gave birth to my child can be replaced? It's like, well, you saw it just happen. Mm -hmm. A woman, anybody's replaceable. No matter what people say, anybody's replaceable. You could be cool with somebody for four, five, 10, 15 years, and then the next day, they rub you the wrong way and it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. And you stop fucking with them and you never see them again. Trust me, we've all been there. We've been all like that with relationships. When a bad relationship happens, the last thing you want to do is try to be cool. But then there's also an idea that you have to be able to embrace and understand how that happened. Now, even though we're both trying to, both sides of the relationship are trying to hurry up and recover by getting back out in the pool or by the market, sometimes we do that too hastily. And we end up hurting someone else. Mm -hmm. And yet, because why? Because we didn't take what we learned from the fucking breakup in order to apply that to our future relationship. We just hurry up and try to subdue our emotions with somebody else. We didn't learn from anything. Mm -hmm. And tendency, like, we'll go through that. The thing is, is that men have to kind of be forced to take accountability for their actions because we have no choice. It's that we have to be able to take accountability if we want to have a shot at the next person. Women don't really have that much of a problem. Mm -hmm. They don't. They just go out there and just go, hey, I can go get another nigga tomorrow. Right. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just little little that out. I can go get another nigga tomorrow. That's what they'll say. And it's that easy for them. It just isn't. So, yeah, I would have to say women are least likely to hold the accountability up from the from jump. They can take the time to get, get themselves over the situation. They'll go times 
where they can go through a situation where they can blame the man, then they can go out with their friends, but then they can go into another relationship. They, they go through a whole process before they can start to realize maybe that part was my fault. Okay. But men don't have that option. We don't have that option. Let me say this whole thing. Let me just bring this back for a okay. minute. Let's talk about this bad relationship thing. Okay. Um, first of all, we all have gone through bad relationships because the statistics show that uh, 70% of the divorce rates is in the African-American community. Mm-hmm. So that means that you had a bad relationship and you got divorced. Mm-hmm. So we all understand this bad relationship. I'm going to say this. Although men are defaulted to be accountable because, hey, if you don't pay for that baby, that baby, you go to jail. If you don't um, wrap up, you have a baby and you go to jail. Certain things that we have to be accountable. If you drive in the car while you're a black man, then it's a good possibility that you're going to go to jail. So you have to be accountable for your actions by default. We all understand that. But one thing I want to throw to to women on, on the relationship side of the game. I would feel that you should be more accountable for this reason, this reason only. Who hurts more, the baseball or the men? If you really think about what I'm trying to ask you, when you throw a baseball into a mitt, who do you think has the pain? I was more like, I was more like, did you ask that question, like in that comparison? Who hurts more? I'm sorry, that was a real sub. Not because I think it was a bad comparison, it's because there's something really chauvinistic in my mind. I apologize. For that. <laughs> Who hurts more, the baseball <laughs> or the mitt? The mitt. The mitt is the one that's going to get worn out quicker. Now, the reason why I say it like this is because take the mitt as not being your poom poom, but take the mitt as being that you are the proverbial gatekeepers. You allow energy in, and too much energy will toxify you to the point where you can't take a detox. No amount of Bible, no amount of Islam, no amount of watching Oprah on Sundays is going to help you because your body is too toxic. Because you are the receivers of bad energy, negative energy, suicidal energy when a man is inside of you or when a man is just giving his energy, because what you got to remember, men are the givers, women are the receivers. Because you are the gatekeepers of all that energy, shouldn't you be accountable when it comes to this relationship game because a man that's giving his energy is not going to be as accountable on the spiritual and emotional tip as the person that's receiving the energy and that's going to have to transfer that energy to somebody else who's the woman so i think we got this whole thing about accountability as backwards and i think the big reason is because the government has made it so that women are not accountable but by nature by nature because things are received inside of her body it is her duty for her to be accountable for these actions i believe because she is unaccountable and unaware on the spiritual side that she has so much of this negative energy stored in her i believe that women nine times out of ten are the bringers of the bad relationship to the relationship side of the game. Oh, okay. Because it's only dealing with a matter of science. It's only dealing with a matter of spiritual science, not biology, but it kind of is. Because, and this is the reason why, when you have that amount of negative energy stored inside of you, and like I said, and I didn't just say this because I was doodling one day. I said this because a famous philosopher named Krishnamurti said this, attributed to Zoe Williams, attributed to some other people. 
when you receive inside of your body, it is stuck. When it's inside of you, it is clasped. And what that basically means is you are the people that hold all the negative energy inside of you in a relationship. Now, if you don't have a sense of self, then you don't have a sense of understanding how to release that. And if you don't know how to release it, you're going to start releasing in the ways we do. Microaggression, passive aggressive disrespecting your man to the point where maybe you didn't say get out of my house but he basically knows that he's too damn miserable while he's in here so he gotta leave so if a woman is not accountable of the fact that her divine femininity says he's gonna hold negative energy in more than a man will then that's a woman that I really can't even get with because you don't even know how to cleanse yourself and I'm not even talking about your poom poom I'm talking about the spiritual pussy I'm talking about spiritual yoni. You can't even cleanse your spiritual yoni. So the next time you absorb another human, a man, and you go to that another dude, Devontae, and you keep looking at him like he the problem, and what you don't understand is, what I said at the beginning, you, a relationship, is a reflection of your insecurities, your problems. So when you go and try to get with Devontae, don't you realize the reason Devontae ain't shit? Because he's reflecting back all them negative, nothing-ass niggas that you absorbed inside of your energy? That's why Devontae ain't shit, because he's a reflection of you and your past. So as women, you need to be accountable for what you do as far as relationships, because you're not only affecting you, but you affecting the man that uh, comes inside of you, and you also affecting that baby that comes out of you. In case some of this is going over y'all head, let's make this. <laughs> the quote what Cat Williams said, it ain't the fact, bitches always saying that niggas ain't shit. No, it's the fact that niggas that you fuck with ain't shit. That's called the law of attraction. You only attract what you are. Yeah, and it's maybe it's something about your pussy that's attracting ain't shit niggas. Mm -hmm. You might want to go get that checked out. <laughs> Put a tampon in your spiritual pum pum. Exactly. Or, or get to see a doctor. See a spiritual uh, gynecologist. So what do you think that we can learn from this whole bad relationship thing? I think we need, we can learn that, you know, not everybody clicks. It's a process. We all make that mistakes. I mean, nobody really knows how to navigate a relationship perfectly. We discussed that in the last episode. We all have a clue about how to navigate this relationship because every person is different. Every person is unique. So we don't know exactly how to navigate this correctly. But what we can do is we have to keep a line of communication open. That's the first thing you got to do is talk about it. Mm -hmm. First thing you got to do is talk about it. Second of all is be willing as a person in a relationship be willing to admit that you may have fucked something up. Okay. Or there's something fucked up with you. There's, there's something fucked up and it's going to be on your side of the relationship. Because without that, you're not going to survive long in a relationship. You're just not. And that's really how it is because even I had to learn that. I'm pretty sure you had to learn that. There was things we contributed in our past relationships that we could went back and be like, damn, we could have did that hell a lot better. And not just because, like I said before, men are forced to. It's like, yo, we kind of have to. Because you want a better relationship in the long run, don't you? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, you know, what I think about that is, man, mm -hmm. like I said at the beginning, uh, 
There's no such thing as a bad relationship. Now, you cry, you might hurt, you might go through depression. But there's no such thing as a bad relationship. If you understand this principle, relationships are learning tools. And it's for you to learn about yourself. Then you can never be in a bad relationship. It's like being in a bad class or being in a bad chemistry class. Chemistry ain't hard. You just ain't learning it the right way. Okay? So understand the true meaning of a relationship is... And you ain't got to worry about being accountable because if you understand the true meaning of a relationship, which is to grow yourself, then growing yourself got built in accountability inside of it because you can't grow unless you are accountable for the shit that you need to grow about. So once you learn what that true meaning of a relationship is, that is more than 75, 85% of the back. But you got to pick up a goddamn book. Or you can call me Dante Chase Bridges. Oh, relationship astrologist. And we can, we can you know, work this out. Let you see what your true self is. Why you keep on running to Devontae on 73rd Street. They keep on taking your car when you go to work. It's called a plug. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, just you, you, you need to be more accountable of the fact that you're in a relationship to grow. Not in a relationship to hide from yourself. You're in a relationship to grow. And that's another thing that I just thought about. I believe that a lot of women are not accountable because the reason that they're in a relationship is to hide from their insecurities. Oh, that is definitely. It's to hide from their past. It's to hide from things that upset them, that they hate, that they don't like, that scares them. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship to hide, you have fucked up and you will never be accountable because the pure essence of how you going along and trying to get along with people is to cover up your fear and you can't cover up fear when you're dealing with accountability accountability means you got to expose all that bad shit in order to clean it up out your system so get in the relationship for the right reason when that man come into your life if he ain't a nothing ass nigga like what's the cat williams joke again bitch niggas ain't shit well, you need to check somebody. Yeah, you check need to your. check your visit to attract ain't shit niggas. If you keep on attracting that ain't shit, shit dude, niggas. then you need to check the temperature on you. Right. When you attract a, a millionaire that want to take care of you, then you start to realize that you've probably been treating yourself better. When I'm in a better mind space, when I'm creating, when I'm able to, uh, you know, I, I three things I need in my life. I need to be organized. If not organized, I, I, I fall apart. If I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not working out, taking care of myself, grooming tips, I fall apart. When I start to do those things, create, write, read, when I do those things on a consistent basis, taking care of my inner self, I start to attract opportunity. So what does that mean? If you want a better relationship and no bad relationships, you need to take care of your inner self, ladies. Men, you need to take care of that inner self. You need to polish up that inner self, that jealousy and inner self, that envy you have for your fellow person, that insecurity about the fact that your woman is looking at somebody. You need to polish these things off in yourself. Take care of that. Then you're going to attract what you need. And ain't going to be no such thing as a bad relationship because you will learn your karmic lesson. Mine's a sexual discipline, too. That's another thing. Keep it in your pants sometimes. 
Well, not everybody needs. Not, not everybody should be attracted to your body. That come along with spirituality, bro. If you understand that, if you take that out your pants, you're gonna absorb everything dirty and disgusting about that other person. You might put that poom poom back in the box. You might put that thing back in your zipper. You know what I'm saying? No matter how fun it is. No matter how fun it is, you be looking at the most beautiful woman in the world. But if you understand that spiritual game, you know that woman could be riding to the corner inside. Mm -hmm. If she puts that yoni on you, mm -hmm. you're gonna observe all that rotten attitude, all that rottenness, all that stuff that she don't want to deal with in her core. That'll make you say, forget a condom. I don't want none of it. Okay? Talk about spiritual chlamydia. Spiritual chlamydia. You got spiritual herpes. Spiritual herpes. You'd be more scared to get spiritual herpes. Okay? But technically, doesn't everybody have herpes though? Okay, could we not do that? I'm just out. Okay. Well, we all got simplex one. Yeah. Okay. Well, we probably got the antibody. I ain't about to get into this. All right, don't no, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we run out. What's up? Yes. You got anything else? You know what? I think we said it all, man. Just shout out to all our affiliates, man. Mm -hmm. Shout out to if you need to rock with the brothers. If you have a show you want hosted, content development, podcast development, writing development, creative development. If you need things to be developed and you are an artist, aspiring artist out there, or you are somebody in a company that needs to have creative content pumping your way, mm -hmm. come and holler at the brothers. We got you, all right? Yeah, we, we here. That's all I gotta say. As always, shout out to everybody that is tuned in. We want to thank everybody who was tuned in for this episode of the Brothers Podcast. As always, we will catch you next week. And go get yourself a nice cold bottle of Coke 45. <laughs> Peace, bitches.